Welcome to What the Bump. My name is Jen. And I'm Mariana. We are former labor and delivery nurses who felt called to step away from the bedside after having babies of our own to be full-time birth doulas. Welcome to our podcast where we talk all things pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and everything in between. Join us here every Wednesday for a new episode. Welcome to another episode of What the Bump. Samantha is coming on the podcast today to share her birth story. So thank you for being here, Samantha. No, thank you for having me. Very exciting. <laughs> All right. First off, tell us a little bit about who you are. Um, I just said my name is Sam. Um, I live in England. So obviously where this is mainly American. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I first heard of your podcast from my friend Morgan, who'd yep. previously been on with yourself um, and thought, oh, I'd kind of like to share my birth story. And it's something nice to look back on as well and show my daughter as well when she's older. So um. So yeah, I thought, yeah. So yeah, from England, Stourbridge. Um, I don't know whether you've heard of Stourbridge. No. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> a lot of people um, tend to say Birmingham because that tends to be the place that a lot of people know. But um, yeah, um, yeah, I'm just trying to think of what else to really say about me other than going on to my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And it's, what is it, 7 p.m. where you are right now? Yeah, 7pm. So my partner is just dealing with our daughter at the moment. We've just had a bit of a situation. Um, She's not had the best tummy, I should say. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's (laughs) all fun. So he's dealing with that and bedtime whilst I am doing this. (laughs) That's awesome. So fun. Yeah, it's 2pm here. So definitely like quite the time difference. Um, I always think that I I just think it's like an interesting concept. Like you're about to go to bed and it's like the middle of the afternoon for me. I don't know why that like fascinates my brain, but it just does. (laughs) I completely get it. My sister lives in New Zealand. So she's of course, 11 hours in French. Wow. So I always find it so weird. I catch her on my mornings, but her evenings. So it's, it is odd, very odd. (laughs) Yeah, that that is so funny. Well, all right. Tell us um, a little bit about finding out you were pregnant, getting pregnant. How many, how many months old is your daughter? She is, oh, uh, well, she's two. She turned two in August. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, So I'll go from that because I forget after a while months. Um, So (laughs) yeah, turned two in August. Um, So yeah, she was born August 21. Um. When we found out that we were, so I've been with my partner now for um, eight years, coming on nine, and we met in 2015. We both worked at an estate agency, so we both negotiated, and and yeah, we yeah fell pregnant 2020. I had just started a new job, mm-hmm. um, got a new car, which was a Mercedes. So not ideal when I found out that I was pregnant. <laughs> so um, yeah, we found out a couple of days before Christmas Day. Oh. Um, it wasn't planned. Um, I had come off contraception about a year before. So I had had the discussion with my partner and said, look, I want to come off contraception. I want to feel my body in its natural way, <laughs> kind of feel a bit more grounded. My mental health, being honest, wasn't amazing back then. So I wanted to come off of anything being pumped in. Yeah. Um, so I said, look, I'm coming off. Is that okay? You know, I'd, 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 we could fall, of course, pregnant. And are we ready for that? So we had a discussion around it. So we knew it would have could have been a possibility. So we weren't predominantly trying, but we weren't not 
Yes. If that makes sense. <laughs> we yes. knew it could have happened, which of course it did a year later. Um, so yeah, we found out a couple of days before Christmas, like I said, my sister was here. She was staying over from New Zealand. Um, oh no, she was just about to move to New Zealand, actually. She moved a week before Lyra was born. <laughs> so wow. um, never met her um, when she was baby, baby. Um, so yeah, so yeah, it was a bit of a surprise we kind of didn't know how to feel at first um because we were like even though we knew it was a possibility we didn't it, it's still a shock when you see that absolutely po- po- um, positive pregnancy test so we're like oh gosh okay is this happening um but yeah I think after the initial couple of weeks obviously getting Christmas out of the way because that was very a busy a busy time yes <laughs> um of course and New Year's we kind of settled into right okay oh we're having a baby so um yeah it's a very strange time but <laughs> then we fell into being excited so that was yeah. good and how how was mm. your pregnancy I think on the grand scheme of things it was okay because <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> like I mentioned um my mental health wasn't amazing back then um doing loads better with counseling and whatnot but when I was pregnant with so my daughter's name's Lyra um when I was pregnant with Lyra, my mental health was amazing, um, which was really strange because I didn't have any worries, no anxiety. I felt really good in myself. Um, it was like, because a lot of people say, oh gosh, when you're pregnant, you're hormonal and you know, you completely switch and whatnot. And I was expecting me to be a raging, a raging pregnant lady. So, <laughs> um, but I was very calm and very, very zen. It was, it yeah. was really, really nice. Um, with regards to my symptoms, I mean, in the first trimester, I had sickness. Um, I would throw up nearly every single evening mm. meal. Um, yeah, that wasn't ple- <laughs> that wasn't pleasant. No. Um, so I lost quite a bit of weight in that first um, trimester because I just couldn't keep any of my evening meals down or stomach anything. Um, but I was very, very, I very, I really craved sorry, um, mango, which was um. One thing that Morgan actually said she craved, and she said it's a girl thing. So, oh, interesting. Apparently. Wait, so when you're so, when you're pregnant with a girl, you crave mangoes? Apparently so. Huh. So um, I was pregnant with a boy, and I craved mangoes. So that's interesting. Oh. Maybe it's just like a general pregnant woman thing. <laughs> yeah. See, I can't stand them this time, which I find um, oh. this pregnancy has been completely different, but I'll go on to, go on to that. But um, yeah, so my first trimester, it was... Um, a lot of sickness I was absolutely knackered um I worked from home I was a mortgage so I am I'm a mortgage advisor um I worked from home so in between my appointments I'd kind of try and have little naps yeah um <laughs> I was very happy I, I know this sounds awful but I was really happy sometimes when a client would cancel I'd be like awesome I can have a nap <laughs> so I'm knackered <laughs> but um yeah it was uh yeah, I think on the grand scheme of things, it, it, it was, it was, I felt really good in the pregnancy yeah. other than I had, like I say, sickness. I had um, really bad congestion. Yeah, that that's common. Horrendous. I couldn't breathe. It was, I couldn't sleep at night. There wasn't really a lot that I could take mm-hmm. um, for it. So that, that wasn't great. I didn't yeah. really know how to, how to help with that really. 
And I feel like emotionally, like some women get pregnant and like the hormones of pregnancy do them very well. And they get like really stable and really like Zen, like you mentioned, um, and are very calm. And then most women I would say get pregnant and they get all these hormones and it makes them the opposite. Like super anxious, super, like you said, like you said, I think you said a raging pregnant woman. Um, So it's so interesting that I hear some people who are like, you know, maybe didn't have the most stable emotional mental health prior to pregnancy and pregnancy, like weirdly kind of leveled it all out. Um, it's always just Mm. so interesting to me. Yeah, it was really, cause like I say, cause I, because I, I was, I had um, issues with anxiety. I really thought that um, yeah. during that pregnancy, I was going to be quite bad. Um, but no, it's the best I'd ever felt really. And I still say that now, best I've ever felt men- mental health wise was during her pregnancy. Um, and I think that's why I look back on it and think, even though I had the sickness, I had the congestion, I was couldn't sleep for the life of me. I had lightning crotch, a dead <laughs> leg, you know, when your, yes. your leg goes really sleepy and so uncomfortable. Um, oh, and I had gestational diabetes as well. So that oh. was um, another thing yes. <laughs> on top of everything. But um, my partner and I joke about that because the day before I went in for that lovely glucose test, um, he bought me my favorite chocolate to make me feel better, which is the, uh, I don't know if you've got Cadbury's, the Marvelous Creations, the popping candy one. I don't know if you have that over there. I don't know. I have no, we probably do, but I can't think so of it good. or picture it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he bought me a big bar of that. So we joke that it's his fault that I, um, <laughs> that I ate that beforehand and um, that caused my uh test to spike (laughs) even though it wasn't that far over so yeah but I had to take my bloods and had I don't know what it's called the tablets as well but I don't know what that's called like you would take a medicine for it yeah maybe like a metformin oh yes yes it was that (laughs) um so yeah, but luckily I didn't really have to do that for a long period of time because I think the test wasn't till is it 20, 25 weeks that you have that test? I can't remember now. Um, oh my gosh, like I can't really remember either. I honestly did not take it with my second pregnancy. So it's been quite a while since I've um dealt with that. But it is, it's somewhere around that marker. Yeah, so that wasn't um that wasn't great. Um but I think I look back on the pregnancy with a lot of positivity because yeah. of how good I actually felt on the grand scheme of things. And I wasn't worried and or scared in, in any way. Um, so it was really, I really enjoyed that pregnancy regardless of all of the symptoms and the annoyances of, like I say, the dead leg, which was one of the worst uh, and the congestion. Those were the top two that I could not, they were awful, the congestion and she doesn't come being uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> Especially at the end, you know, those last few weeks, like they're really, really physically tough. You feel like every mm. bone in your body, every nerve, every muscle just like hurts and it's sore and you can't get comfortable. Um, it's just, yeah, those last few weeks are not the funnest. 
No, but no, I remember trying to, even just putting socks on, just being really annoyed because I couldn't reach my feet yes. properly. <laughs> yes. So leading leading up to your birth, what were you kind of um, hoping for? Did you have any like birth preferences going into this? Um, was there anything specific that you were doing to prepare yourself? Not, not really. Um, I did because I didn't want to make a birth plan or anything like that because I thought, well, knowing me and how OCD I can get with things I don't want to get so evolved on this plan for it to go wrong or to change or so I didn't really make one um I just wanted to see how far I could get naturally mm-hmm. um but because of gestational diabetes they um induced me uh two weeks early so I was induced at 38 weeks um so with that again when I went in I thought right with regards to pain management I wanted to just see how far I could go without having anything but I didn't want to deprive myself or put any pressure on myself if I did need something um so yeah I think I drank a bit of the raspberry is it the raspberry tea I think I drank a bit of that um but I'm not a fan of um teas like raspberries or chai teas or um any like that I love the smell of them they smell amazing but to me they all taste the same so I don't particularly I didn't get on with it yes other than that just a bit of walking and that's kind of it I didn't really do a heck of a lot to to prepare (laughs) that's all right so you mentioned you were induced um at 38 weeks because Mm -hmm. of the gestational diabetes so tell us kind of about your labor, what that process looked like. Um, I'm sure, you know, where you live, it may look a little bit different than where we live. Um, Inducing early for gestational diabetes is definitely a common thing that we also do here in the States. So walk us through um, as much as you kind of can remember how that process went, what different, you know, medications or techniques they used and and how all of that was. Well, um, so when so we had the call so we said um that they said that uh, Lyra was going to be quite a chunky baby um Mm. they predicted that she may be around nine pounds um that's why they wanted to induce us like I say early um so they gave us a date that we were going to be induced and we had to call up at 10 a.m um to find out what time we needed to go in so called them bang on 10 o'clock and they said, yep, come in for 11. And we were like, oh, okay, it's a go. We need to literally be there in an hour. Um, so that was a bit like, to be honest, I already had all of my hospital bags packed. I had them packed for weeks because yeah. <laughs> I'd made lists on lists on lists. And um, yeah, <laughs> so they were all ready. So we're all ready to go. I'd had a shower in the morning anyway. So that, that was quite nice, actually. That's the one thing I liked about um, being in shoes. <laughs> is I could have a shower and wash my hair and be all ready <laughs> to go yes. in um but when I look back at the labor again we I know this is going to sound so strange but we look back at being in hospital like a little it felt like when we left like we'd been on a nice little holiday <laughs> <laughs> um I think it's because we were so happy obviously with obviously when we thought was taking back baby obviously Lyra um it just really really fun memories but so when we got into hospital we were in we were put in a room um with one of the one of the girl was in there oh. um they'd put the so they 
gone with the pest the pessary the thing that goes up there can you explain <laughs> as much as you know about that because we um as far as where I have worked um and live we do not use those very often for labor induction ah okay I I, I don't know a lot of technical it's okay break <laughs> it down I as know. best as you can <laughs> all I know it's like a tampon that goes up um usually they would leave it in for 24 hours um doing like say start start contractions in, in, and start inducing the labor um so usually like I say it is left in there 24 hours before they look to do next step or, or change course and of, of what they might suggest um the pessary however for me worked too quickly so my contractions were too quick because they wanted to break my waters but they had to wait for the contractions to slow down before they could um so yeah I think it was only in for half an hour to an hour wow um, so they normally leave it in for 24 yes <laughs> okay yeah 24 hours is usually what they leave it in for before they take it out and decide on an alternate um like the root of that one yeah. suggestion so so um, we so, have yeah. we use something like similar it's called cervidil it's the same thing kind of like a prostaglandin releasing kind of looks like a tampon ribbon yeah. type <laughs> of thing um so similar but I, I think pretty different you said um do you remember what the medication if there's like a medication in there or you don't remember I cannot remember for the okay. life of me, I'm afraid. No, you're okay. <laughs> they All right. They don't actually explain a lot to you. They, they, to be honest, they don't <laughs> really go into, no, they don't give you a lot of information on what it, what it, it what it is, what it does, what, what's right. in it. They, you just, I think because with my fat, you just kind of go along. You're like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Okay. It's yeah. meant to induce your labor. Okay. Carry on. But, so but they, they, they took yours out at half hour. Yeah, it wasn't wow. in long at all. Um, because they, I was on the heart monitor, um, and uh, for baby and whatnot, and they were measuring my contractions, and they, yeah, they said they were going too quickly, so they they, they took it out, and were waiting then for them to slow down, um, before they could break my waters. Mm. Um, I can't remember. This is the thing with times and whatnot. I can't really re remember. It was all quite fuzzy and <laughs> um. But when they were ready to, to break um, our waters, they took us into our own room then because okay. it was during COVID, COVID times. Um, we were really lucky, really, that my partner was able to stay with us, well, stay with me for the whole duration because if, say, for example, um, Pessary hadn't worked and I had to stay overnight and wait that 24 hours, he would have had to go at around, mm. not, was it nine o'clock they had to go? Um, and then come back the next day. Gotcha. Um, if you were in a room with other people, but because I was able to go into my own room and have my waters broke, he was um he he could stay with me. Okay. Um, until the baby was born, so that was really lucky. Um, I remember going into so we had our room. It was a nice, nice big room. The only thing is he didn't have a anywhere to really. He had a chair, <laughs> but other than that, nowhere to really <laughs> lie down um so I remember they got him I don't know what they got him some pillows and he lay on something on the floor I can't I can't really remember like what a it pad was or something probably <laughs> something um but I remember when they broke my waters the nurse the midwife had said 
right now stay really really still because this is very sharp I can either cut me or cut you and I was like oh god okay so I was trying to stay as still as possible I just remember that being quite like oh god really nerve-wracking when she was breaking my water what time was that um, at that she broke your water see this is where I'm a bit iffy because I okay. can't remember times my part you know what my partner would probably be a bit better because he was updating everyone for me Ha, that's okay. <laughs> so it probably would have been sometime a lot that first day though right yeah that still okay. that first day because she was born at five to five to five the next morning okay um so still that first day it was still light outside yep. <laughs> when they broke my waters um but this is the thing I wish I could remember when they'd come in to check with regards to um how how many centimeters that I was dilated I can't remember them them coming in the only one I remember is when she said oh you're nine centimeters <laughs> yeah. um so one more hour and then you can start pushing that's the only one that I remember okay but um before I went in to have my waters broke I remember they put a cannula in both of my hands because I remember I, I hate cannulas can't stand them I was really it was the first time I'd ever had one so I was really, really nervous about um about them going in. The only other time that I were I might um, nearly had one was actually this year. This year, but I'll go into that in a bit. Actually, yeah. So, so a cannula, time. you're you're meaning an IV, um, just for anybody yes. listening. Yes, we call them <laughs> IVs. So I know what you meant, but <laughs> um, so. Yes. At- after they broke your water, did you kind of continue through the night, um, you know, laboring naturally unmedicated? Were you able to like get up and move or did you, you know, get an epidural shortly after that? No. So when they broke my waters, I was sitting and I was hooked up to the heart rate monitor around my belly. Okay. Um, so I couldn't move. They let me get up for a bit. And I remember sitting on the um, yoga, like yoga ball. I can't remember what the yep. actual one that, but the big bouncy ball. I was sitting on that for a bit. I attempted to go to the toilet, um, I remember, but um, it was that my contractions really started to kick in. Um, I sat back down. I remember my partner popped on um, the US office and we were watching that on the iPad and it was just getting increasingly more painful. But I can't remember, this is what I mean, times. I remember it getting darker at this point. Um, and I said to the midwife when she came in to check, because they kind of pop in and out they didn't really she was very very chilled she didn't really she just wasn't around a lot from what I remember but um when she came to check I said because they were getting so painful the only way that I could explain it to my my friends they haven't um my friends who don't have my close friends who don't have children the only way I could explain it was period pains mixed with trapped gas was another level yeah <laughs> it's what I could <laughs> explain it and I said it was the worst um pain but um I said I would like to I tried gas and air first but I'm not very good at regulating my breathing mm. so um I didn't really get on with it and it made me feel quite sick yes it makes um, a lot of people sick yeah so I, I, I didn't I didn't like that I wasn't very good at breathing in when I should be to actually benefit from using it Mm. I just wasn't very good with it at all so um after trying that and failing um I 
then asked for the epidural. Luckily, the um, what are they called? Anesthesiologist. That's the one. See, top baby brain, absolutely horrendous. Um, <laughs> they were luckily on the floor outside. Okay. So um, got them straight in. Um, they told me to sit on the end of the bed and a pillow in between my belly. I remember holding on to who I thought it was my partner's arm. <laughs> it was not. It was the midwife's arm as they were putting the epidural in. And I remember going to bite down and then looking up and being like, oh, no, it's the, it's, it's not my partner. I can't bite her. <laughs> <It's>, um, <laughs> yeah, don't bite your midwife. <laughs> so I was like, oh, no. Okay. But um, yeah, once that was in, because I remember just feeling that shooting pain going down because it's like you, you'll feel pain in your, in your leg. Yep. Um, felt that. Um, so much pressure. But then once it was in, my partner was looking after pressing the button. So obviously the jugs were being pumped through every is it 20 minutes that it goes, it flashes, and then you can press it again. He was in charge of that anyway, so I could <laughs> sleep. <laughs> well, we did watch um, some more of The Office. I mean, after the epidural, it was lovely. Very nice. <laughs> Just relax. Obviously, I couldn't move or get up anywhere, but um, because I couldn't feel my legs, couldn't move anything. Um so we just watched the office. I had a nap. Good. I came in every so often to check me and and um, empty my bladder. And that was the. I know this, that this is again going to sound so funny, but that was the one thing that I didn't want my partner to watch was them put the catheter in to empty. Because yeah. <laughs> I just found it really awkward. Like obviously we, I leave. I mean, I've, I've we've been we had been together once six seven years at that point but I was like it's just one thing I know you're going to watch me give birth but please don't watch me pee in this way (laughs) (laughs) and I just remember that one thing being like no but um but yeah so after that it was it was kind of smooth sailing I I, like I say I had it had enough and it was lovely then it came to so an hour before she was born and they said right you're nine centimeters don't press the um button anymore for your epidural um let it kind of come off a bit so you you can feel your contractions that bit more um and then we'll we'll start pushing in an hour I was like okay so that hour we were kind of like oh, watching the clock yeah kind of to get down waiting for us to come back knowing that we're going to start pushing but when I started pushing so I was pushing for an hour and so it was been a couple of hours then before then when we had that but yeah so when I started pushing, so I was pushing for, for an hour, um, I couldn't get the rhythm of um, bearing down where you needed to bear down. And um, she would say, right, push now, bear down, hold your breath for like three, and then breathe in quickly and push again. Kind of thing. I just, I just couldn't get a rhythm yeah. <laughs> going. I found it really hard. Um, but then she did the tug of war with like a towel. Yep, that can help. And yeah, that 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 was really good. That really helped. Um, and then and then yeah, I remember feeling her head there, but again, no pain. I could just feel feel her there, like a bit of stretching, but no pain with it, which was which was good. And I was like, oh my goodness, her head is right there. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then that last question and she was out and it was very surreal. 
because a lot of people because I was expecting because a lot of people would would say when you first get to hold your baby it's like you're overwhelmed with love and emotions and all of that but when she was first put on me I was expecting to feel I think that overwhelming love for her mm-hmm. I mean obviously I love I love her I loved her from the moment I found out that she, she was in there but um that first initial feeling was oh my goodness there's a baby on my chest that's it's mine. like shock that's my <laughs> yeah pure pure shock and just just what <laughs> what's going on she's now here and I need, she's my responsibility now. She's out here. Mm-hmm. It's real. <laughs> yeah. So it was um, just, yeah, there's a picture of me holding and I'm just a bit like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> you can see it in my face, like, the baby's here. It's here. It's right on me. <laughs> so, yeah, it was mad. It was um, just, <laughs> like I say, very surreal. Yeah, yeah. it um, is. It's It's such a crazy moment. And I think that, there are some people maybe who birth their babies and they're like, so, and like you said, it's not that you don't love your baby. You do. But sometimes that moment I think is more of a, like, what the heck? It's a shock. <laughs> I felt like that with both of mine. Like I loved them. Um, but I kind of also had to like learn who they were and fall in love with them. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like I love them from the get go, but I fell in love with them as I like got to know them and that love just kind of grows. Um, but I remember there's a picture of me and a video of me after my birth. I just had four months ago and I don't even pick up my baby. I'm like staring at him on the floor and my midwife's like, dude, pick him up. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> like, I'm just so shocked that I, I didn't even think to pick him up off the floor. I don't know. <laughs> it's just that initial. Oh, wow. That, that, that it's here. He's yeah. There. There. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like um, so insane that it's like, wait, that actually like just came out of me like what the yeah heck? <laughs> yeah I think that's what I'm really well with 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 Lyra um it was yeah just we were just in that little little bubble when when she got there and I was really expecting the labor and the pushing part to be like what you see on like films and shows when they're screaming obviously I had a epidural so I didn't have pain so I wouldn't know I probably would be screaming obviously if I could feel what it actually what would be like without <laughs> the epidural to be honest but um I was just expecting more midwives to be around more nurses or doctors to be around it was just me my partner and the one mid one midwife just sitting on the end of the bed very relaxed yeah. so it was a very relaxed labor which really shocked me because I was expecting more people a bit busier and just more, more things happening. You know, birth <laughs> is such a birth is such a normal thing that your body, you know, for the most part knows how to do. So sometimes it's it's nice and you don't need all those people. Your body just kind of does yeah. its thing and hands off, even especially with an induction, is is really, you know, the best way to go. Um, do you guys have like doulas are a thing where you where you live, correct? See, I didn't really know what a doula was until I started okay. listening to your podcast. Okay. Um. So they're not. I did Google it in the UK. I don't think they're on um the NHS. Okay. I, I I don't really know how we would go about. I've I've never known anyone to have one here. Interesting. Okay. It is mainly just your appointments with your midwife. But do you um, guys so, do you guys mostly have midwives, or do you have a lot of OBs as well? Now again, this is going to sound like a stupid question. But what's the OB? what is an OB? Like an obstetrician. It's like the doctor more so. 
than um, the midwife. Um, okay, so we tend to have, um, so with this pregnancy, we've had, uh, I've had two midwife appointments. So you tend to have one, that first one, and then one at around 16 weeks. And then I'll have another one. I've got one at the end of this month. So 25, 24, 25 weeks. So you see her every, at, at certain points. I have clinic appointments at the hospital um, every time I have a, a scan. So you have a, a scan on the NHS with the hospital at 12 weeks and 20 weeks. Um, and then you have a clinic appointment after that with the doctor. Um, and they just kind of check check you over. And just, they don't really get... My last one wasn't really... They didn't, they didn't really go through a lot. They kind of check that you're okay. Ask if you have any had any issues. Um, that you want to raise, take your blood pressure, yeah. but they don't really go through a heck of a lot with you. Well, they yeah. haven't with me as of yet. Um, I've had another gestational diabetes test, so I've had a, a doc, um, a, a, an appointment with um a gestational diabetes nutritionist and whatnot. But other than that, that that's kind of it. You don't you don't really have 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 a lot. <laughs> Yeah. I wonder if uh, maybe that is somewhat of a reason why you don't see too many doulas is that um, I believe, you know, most women probably see midwives, most pregnant women that, you know, or friends Mm -hmm. you've had, like seeing a midwife is probably the norm. Um, Whereas here, you know, it's becoming more normal, but I would say still for the most part in the U S most women throughout pregnancy, see a doctor, which we call an OB. The terms are probably a little bit different, (laughs) um, but we call that an OB and obstetrician. It's, it's the, the, pregnancy doctor, essentially, um, we have midwives and doctors who kind of see you throughout pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. We, yeah. We just don't have, yeah. We just don't have doulas here. Like I said, I've never, I've, I've not known anyone have one. We, yeah. we kind of just go along with your GP and you, you, your midwife through there and yeah, the, the hospital and the doctors there. It's so interesting so, how, how different, you know, so many things are in different areas. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's crazy because I was listening to the podcast and I was like, oh my goodness, what it, what, what is a doula? <laughs> I have no idea. Never heard. So, of, heard so of you before. are two years postpartum from that birth and how far along mm-hmm. are you in this current pregnancy? I am 20 weeks. Well, I'll be 20 weeks tomorrow. Okay, I've got awesome. my 20 week scan with the, um, the NHS scan tomorrow afternoon, but we do know what the gender is already because we had a private one. Um, so we are having a boy this time. Yay! Um, yeah, I'm very nervous about having a boy. Um, <laughs> because I'm used to girl, girl bits, girl parts. Yeah. <laughs> so I am very nervous about about the difference and being and being peed on. To be honest. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I have a two year old girl and now a four month boy. So I yeah. have been in your shoes. Um, they do pee on themselves. Um, girls don't do that. Boys definitely do that. Um, but I feel like they outgrow it. Like my son kind of stopped peeing on himself after like a month. Um, that probably fluctuates, but definitely have been peed on. And that did not happen with my first, um, you you'll figure out all the things, you know, they're not too different. They're still, you know, they eat pee, poop, sleep. That's kind of it for quite a while. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just a bit worried because Lyra was a really, on the grand scheme of things a really good newborn yeah um she I don't really remember her crying a lot like in like getting up with her in the night because we'd have her next next to us in her crib um 
whenever she'd wake up in the middle of the night, it would be, I would always hear her moving and making little noises. Um, but I don't remember her ever really crying um, unless she wasn't really well. She had a bit of colic, um, but that wasn't too bad. Um, and she slept through from five months and has done touch wood um, still since. Wow. So she's been a, on the grand scheme of things, a very good baby slash toddler. <laughs> um, so I'm just thinking I probably won't get that twice. So, um, <laughs> hey, you might, bit, you might, fingers crossed. Oh, that'd be amazing to be honest if we had the exact same. But, um, this pregnancy has already been very different. So, I don't think I'm going to be that lucky, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> going into this second birth, are you kind of, um, you know, planning for anything different or are you doing it kind of the same way you did with your first? I want to try again with going as natural as possible now I've already had a gestational diabetes test because you have it earlier on okay. in your second so I had it around 16 16 weeks no they did never did it earlier than that about um 14 15 weeks I had the test horrendous I forgot how horrible that that syrup is um so that was negative this Good. time but I do have another one they do it twice in you second yeah <laughs> if you've had it before <clears throat> sorry so I have another one when I'm 25 weeks I'm hoping that will stay the same and be negative don't eat a chocolate but... bar the night before I know <laughs> I know <laughs> um I'm gonna have to be really good um and yeah so it depends because if I if it is positive then I will probably be induced. They've already said this, that I'll probably be induced again two weeks early. I think they just automatically say, if you've got gestational diabetes, you're being induced two weeks early. Mm -hmm. And that was the same with a friend of mine. She's she's on her third pregnancy now. And all of hers, they've induced her two weeks early because she's had gestational diabetes with them all. Mm. Um, So, so yes, if, if I'm being induced again, then... I will see because induction, I've heard induction contractions are more painful than natural contractions, apparently. I wouldn't know because I don't know what it feels like to have natural contractions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I've heard. Um, so, but if I go in naturally and I don't have to be induced, I would like to be, I want to, I want to feel that. I want to feel what the yeah. difference is and then and the natural contractions are. I don't want to, I definitely won't use gas in there. That's for sure. Because that did no help last time. Yeah. So well, I'm hoping you get to like go into labor on your own and experience that. I'm really nervous though, because of course I'm used to knowing. Oh, I'm going in. There's on no day. set date I'm on the going. calendar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is no set date. I can't have my shower and wash my hair. No, probably before. not. <laughs> so, um, I'm just nervous because I don't, obviously I don't know what it feels like to go into natural labor I don't know what to look out for um what it's going to feel like I've never felt Braxton Hicks I don't know I, I don't I don't know um so I'm a bit I am nervous about doing it natural there's pros and cons to both maybe we should find you a doula yes I have you would have a lot of help with all that stuff <laughs> <laughs> I have been googling um to try and see if there's any around so I will be having a look into that because this time I want to find out a bit more. I would. I don't want to have any. Um. I don't want to go. I don't want to have the epidural again. 
unless absolutely necessary okay. again I'm not going to put pressure on myself and say oh I definitely don't want this and feel defeated if I do um I, I want to see how far I, I can get I want to do delayed core clamping I don't I did not do that with with Lyra and I didn't really know much about it I think in the when she was on me I was just like oh my goodness and then of course they say father daddy do you want to cut the cord and cut cord and blah 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 but this time I do want to do that I want to keep keep that there for as, as how long is it actually that they that you do that for? we usually do it until it's done pulsating but that can be anywhere from one minute to two minutes to like eight minutes to even beyond okay. that um so you kind of just wait until like if you pinch the cord you'll feel it pulsating you just wait until that um, is completely gone. And, you know, a doula would be great because they would walk you through all of these things, all of your options, um, surrounding the, your birth and even just like preparing you guys to kind of, you know, know what you're heading in for, even if you're induced or not. Um, if anybody knows a doula around, would you say Birmingham? Yeah. Birmingham, Stourbridge, Dudley. Yep. In the UK, <laughs> message me and UK. I will pass it along to Samantha. <laughs> yes, I need it. Um, because I would look, yeah. I just want to. I just want to research a bit more yeah. this time. Because with my first, it just felt so. I don't know. Just yeah, sure. I'll do whatever, whatever they say. Kind of go with it all. But this time, I would like to know more. Yeah, know, be a little bit more educated, more, yeah. more empowered. Absolutely. I really want to try. Um, cl- is it the clostrum? Get yep. the, uh, cl- did that. I somewhat attempted like the classroom like harvesting where you you save it beforehand harvesting yes I want to to try do better with that because I didn't really know how to do it um or how to do it properly I didn't breastfeed with Lyra we did straight onto the bottle um but now with my second I would I really want to try and that um this time I'm a bit nervous but again I need to look into it because I'm not sure how to what's best how to, to go into it how to prep for it no I don't know anything <laughs> so yeah, I found the Birmingham doula <gasps> amazing <laughs> <laughs> I just googled yeah. Birmingham UK, UK doula we have the Bir- Birmingham doula her website is birmingham-doula.co.uk I will send amazing. this to you I yeah. don't know. You can, you know, <laughs> even just getting a conversation going. Um, obviously, I'm an advocate for doulas. I think that every woman should have a doula, and I don't think it should be like a luxury or, you know, it's just a, it's a guide, somebody to walk you through your pregnancy, your birth, help you feel educated and empowered. Um, because most healthcare systems, unfortunately, you know, they don't necessarily fill all those gaps, and that's where doula is such a great tool mm-hmm. to come in and fill all that, help you guys to kind of feel, you know, empowered and um, be with you your day of birth to support you too. Yeah, because I feel like when you speak to your doctors and whatnot, a lot of the time you feel like you just, they're going through a tick box. They have a sheet that they need to, they, they need to ask you questions, right. they tick it off. And that's kind of how it feels. It doesn't feel personal at all. Um, It's very clinical and very, like I say, a tick box exercise is what I feel when I go to see my doctor. Really awkward. My last one just felt really awkward. Yeah. Um, it was weird. I felt like I was in an interview because the way they were asking questions um it's really weird yeah so that would be good and I would definitely check out the Birmingham doula yes (laughs) awesome well thank you so much for just sharing your birth story I am excited to kind of see how this second one unfolds you'll definitely have to come back in 
you know, 20 to 30-ish weeks whenever this baby boy is born. Um, one last thing I kind of ask everybody on the podcast, after been, after having been through, you know, your pregnancy, your birth, your postpartum, now being two years, you know, out and being pregnant again, um, if you had to give like one piece of advice, what would it be? Yeah, I would say, um, oh, I, I have... I have two, I suppose, one for postpartum, sorry, and um, one for um, um, going into pregnancy. So going into pregnancy research, just knowing your options. I've heard this so many many times on this podcast as well um, from different um, mums. Yeah, just research and knowing what your options are and just not going along with what they tell you to do because it's it's not personal it where I am from anyway it's not personal right. personal at all it's not a personal experience so and they don't provide you with all the information that you need and go into it with you in a in a in a personal way so you might right. you feel comfortable it depends on who you get but a lot of the time like I say tick box so similar here and asking yeah <laughs> um and then with regards to postpartum now I felt that um I put so much pressure on myself um, when Lyra was just first born to host people have mm. people around my partner was off two weeks he wanted obviously to see everyone with baby which I understand but um, I put so much pressure on myself to host um, make sure the dishes were done make sure the house was really clean and tidy for when people came around what I've always done but obviously when you've got a newborn it's nearer from impossible to make sure and I, I just I remember feeling so much anxiety around that when people came around it it just it, it wasn't very nice and it wasn't nice to see Lyra being passed from pillar to post so right. it was just hard so I would say don't put pressure on yourself to host if you don't want to if you're not ready yet mm-hmm. um do the dishes if you if you're not you know if you're a bit busy with baby my mother-in-law said to me, what's going to happen if you don't do the dishes today? And I was like, nothing. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen <laughs> if I don't do them today. <laughs> so, yeah, just to not put that pressure on yourself for everything to be, because, again, I'm a bit OCD, for everything to be perfect, everything to be spotless, everything to be so clean and tidy, just go with the, go with the, go with the flow. Yes, <laughs> yeah. And just enjoy the, that time with your brand new baby. Yeah, I can totally relate. I felt the same way. And you're absolutely right. You know, the dishes can wait for another day. um, But you know, you only get an infinite amount of time in those newborn days where that baby is just so little so dependent on you. They're such special days and they go by really quick. So Mm -hmm. I totally agree. Like stop, take them in let other things fall to the side. It's just such a short season of your life. The dishes, unfortunately, they are there in every season of life. Um, They are yeah. never going anywhere, <laughs> but our babies being this little, you know, it really does pass and it is a short season. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that. Definitely just soak it in and let other things, you know, go to the back burner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cause I remember being terrible with it, but yeah, just no pressure on yourself because you could be your own worst enemy can't you with that really and I know that I've always been so yeah just enjoy every moment of your brand new baby yeah absolutely well thank you so much for coming on the podcast and for sharing your story no thank you for having me it's been fun Thank you for listening to another episode of What The Bump. Make sure to follow us over on Instagram at WhatTheBumpCLT. Check out our website, WhatTheBumpCLT.com. 
Make sure to leave a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you are listening on. And tune in every Monday at 9 a.m. for a new episode. Remember that this podcast is for educational purposes only. I will see you next week in the next episode.